0: Hallelujah. I want Now I want to see, to check if you are here for the first or second time. Please, if you are here for the first or second time, raise up your hands. Yeah, we have Renata. Hallelujah. You're welcome, Renata. God bless you. You are more than welcome. Thank you for joining us. Hallelujah. And also we have... Do we have more people for the first or second time here? No, no. All right. Glory to God. Yeah. Another applause for Renata. (laughs) Glory to God. Okay. From, From now on, you are not anymore visitor, right? Not anymore visitor. You are part of this family now. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Are you happy today? Wow! Jesus is our happiness and our joy. And and, and, and the strength of the Lord is our joy. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah! Glory to God! There is one fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit in this place. Can you feel it? There is one fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit here. Working here, performing miracles, and some miracles already happened, but some miracles are going to happen in the middle of the week. Some miracles are going to hap- happen next month. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> our God is going to happen in a few months ahead, but our God is a God of miracles. Do you believe that? Hallelujah, and I have a very important message to share from God, from God to share with you today. Amen? Amen. 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 And I want I want you to be connected. Please close your eyes right now. Please close your eyes. Close your eyes and open your heart and pray with me right now and say, Holy Spirit, please speak to me. I want to hear your voice. Use my pastor through the power of the Holy Spirit. Change my heart and help me to be one active member of your church. Holy Spirit, come upon me. Transform me. And make me a fruitful member of your church. I love you. Jesus, I love you. And I want to serve you. As long as I live. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Today's message is a strong and growing church. Look to the person next to you and say, God is raising a strong and growing church. Amen. Hallelujah. And today, I want you totally connected, okay? Don't distract yourself. And today, we are going to talk about some of the keys to a strong and growing church. When I say church, I'm not talking about religious organization, okay? Every time I say church, I'm not talking about that religious organization. Normally, the people goes or they have to go. I am talking about you, because you are the Church of Christ. Amen. Look at the person next to you and say, "You are the Church." <laughs> Hallelujah. And I, I am when I say church, I am talking about people who were transformed by the power of the gospel. Amen. One day I was lost. One day my life was destroyed. Years ago I was an addicted man, a young man. But because of the church, my life was transformed. Because of the church, the living church, I'm not talking about this Organization that has big buildings, high buildings. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the real church of Christ. And if you are a born again Christian, if you belong to the church of Christ, then you have a calling to fulfill. Are you born again? Does your life belong to Christ? Yes Yes or no? Then you have a calling to fulfill. (laughs) Amen? You have a calling. I believe the church is the hope for all humanity. Do you believe that? Yes. Yes. Jesus died at the cross. And he rose from death. To save us and to build his church. And his church is the hope for all humanity. Did you know there is no plan B? Because there is no salvation without Jesus. Without Jesus, no one can be saved. Without Jesus Christ, the work of the cross, no one can be saved. This is the reason I am telling you. The church is the only hope Amen. for our humanity. Yes. And we are here to save the lost. And we cannot fail as the church of Christ. please. Look to the person next to you and say, we cannot fail as the church of Christ. Say, you cannot fail because you are the church. (laughs) You cannot fail because you are the church. Please, don't fail. Amen? God is counting on you. 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 And today... We are going to explore what God desires to see in His church. Amen? We will talk about what God, by His Spirit and through His people, is working to accomplish in His church. And I'm going to start this message today. And I will conclude it next week. Okay? Okay. Uh, today, I'm going to just give the first part. Did you know that one of the things that God wishes, one of the things that God wishes, or His vision for His church, is to see a growing church? Did you know? Is God's desire to see a growing, a strong and growing church. He wished to see a church that is going from faith to faith. From glory to glory. From strength to strength. This is God's will. God never, please, listen. God never planned or imagined a stagnant or stationary church. Never planned that. But he says and wants the church to be moving forward, amen. increasing, developing, and expanding. Can you say amen? amen? This is what God wants to see His church going forward, His church increasing, and His church developing and expanding. Hallelujah. And today I'm going to share with you some of the things that we find in the book of Acts. Okay? Today I'm going to share with you, I'm going to start sharing, okay, some points that I can see very clear why the primitive church, the first church, started so strong. And, and it was a strong and very faithful church. And, uh, <clears throat> and I, I, want, I would like to talk about some truths. Before I start talking about the keys. I want to give you some truths. That I think is the foundation for our te- today teachings. Okay, I'm going to give this foundation for you. Growth can and should come in a number of areas. Growth can come in a number of areas of our lives. God is looking for growth in faith. Do you agree? In heart, in influence, in knowledge, in love, in grace, and of course in number. God is looking to all these areas and God wants to see growth in the church. God wants to see growth in your life. Remember, you are the church. Amen. God wants to see growth in your life. And numbers are important because numbers represent people. And God loves people. <laughs> This is important. Many people, it's number because number means people. And God loves everybody. He loves you and your neighbor, your co worker, and your friends. Amen? Amen? It's not about numerical growth. God's plans for us as individual members of His church is to increase in influence, in love, in, in good works. To increase in knowledge and to add precious souls to His church. Hallelujah. And also, growth for God's family, it is His will. Okay. Growth for God's family, it is His will. Growth is God's will, both for your individual lives, and also for His church as one body. Did you know that things that don't grow die? Did you know that? I'm going to repeat. Things that don't grow, die. And if you don't grow spiritually, it's a big problem in your life. Because you are in danger. If you don't grow spiritually. God is into reaching lost people. He is into us developing and maturing and growing as believers of his church. Because the church is the hope for humanity. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. And the primitive church, beloved brothers, is one example. The first church in the book of Acts is one example and model for us. And in this first part of this message, we are going to see they were such a strong and growing church. This is what we are going to see in this, per- in this first part. They were a strong and growing church, and I wanted to read many v- some verses in the book of Acts. If you have your Bible, you can open up your Bible, Acts 5:42, or you can follow on the screen. Or better, I would like to read out together on the screen. Okay, let's read together. <laughs> Day after day, in the temple courts, and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah, or the only Savior. Let's read again, all together. Day after day, in temple courts, and... From house to house. They never stopped teaching. And proclaiming the good news. That Jesus is the Lord. Jesus is Messiah. Jesus is the only one Savior. Do you agree with that? And this is the message of the gospel. We always need to. Day after day. Never stopping teaching. That He is the only way of salvation. Amen. Beloved brothers and sisters. Please look at me. We do not just preach the message of the Bible. We need to preach and to teach. And to use the method of the Bible. Because many churches have the message of the Bible. But they do not practice the method of the Bible. Did you get the point? Many churches, they preach the message of the Bible. But they don't use the method. Or how the primitive church did the method. And the, we read here, a few, few seconds ago. We read here in Acts 5:42. The method they used was day after day they were in the temple courts and house to house Say with me temple courts and house to house Temple courts and house to house Or the method of the Bible is temple courts and house to house We don't need please Pay attention. We don't need much for the church to exist. The only thing we need to have a church is love. The only thing we need to have a church is love. We don't need anything more. But we need to have love. Because love attracts people. When you love people, wow, you touch people's heart. When you love people, you serve people. When you love people, you help people. And love touch people's heart. And if we do not have love in our hearts, I'm sorry to say, you don't know God and you are not the church of God. Because those who know Him live. As his children that loves one another, can you say Amen? Amen. Also, what do we need to have a church? What do we need to have a church? Love. Love. We don't need building. We don't need instruments. We don't need anything. It's good, of course, to have instrument, but what we need is love. And also, we cannot. Love a crowd. Right? It's impossible. If you say I love a crowd. A multitude. It's a lie. You cannot. It's impossible. Why? Because love only happens when you have a many manageable number of people. Right? You can love your family. Few people. I can love my wife. I can love my children. I can love one, two, three. It's It's so difficult. It's impossible to love a crowd. Did you know that in the New Testament alone, the phrase one another is used 58 times? Did you know that? Just in the New Testament, one another is used 58 times. And this is what church needs, okay? And this fifth, of course, I'm not going to say the 58 now, but the Bible says love one another, care for one another, pray for one another, encourage one another, greet one another, serve one another. Teach one another, build up one another, forgive one another, teach one another, comfort one another, encourage one another, and on, and on, and on, and on. There are 58, one another. Of mutual ministry of the body of Christ. Please, this is important. And all these 58 things cannot take place in a crowd. (laughs) Cannot take place. Cannot happen here. Because can you imagine the mess would be to greet one another now? It is impossible. Or to comfort one another, to love one another. This is so difficult and impossible to do in a crowd. But only in a small group. In a small group, it's possible for you to love one another, to help one another, to forgive one another, and to be with one another. If you belong to this this church, you have listened to me saying, because I am always saying that. If anyone is not part of the cell meeting or from one of the small group of the church, they are not part of this church. Or if you are not part of one small group, maybe... On the cell meetings or from the youth meeting also, okay? Because youth meeting is one small group and this small group also needs to multiply, okay? And because the heart of Shalom Christian Fellowship are the small groups. And also we are going to see the primitive church. They were together in small groups also. And I needed to say to you that our small groups, our cell meetings. Cell meetings not a program of our church. Cell meeting is not one event of our church. A small group is the church. Okay? Our small group is the church. They are our church. The Bible calls the church. The body of Christ. Right? Are you with me? The Bible calls the church the body of Christ. And the body is made of what? Individual cells. In the body of Christ, the cells are the cell groups. Or the small groups. If all, we, if all we have is the Sunday service, we have no church. Not fellowship, not koinonia, not congregation. We cannot follow the Bible's commandment about one another in Sunday services. Okay? We cannot follow all the one another, 58 here. In the service. It's impossible. And the fastest growth. Of Christianity. Happened. In the first 300 years of the church. Did you know that? Did you know? The fastest growth. Of the primitive church. Happened. happened In the first 300 years. Of the church. From 0 AD. Until 300 AD. Or, you, you know, they went from 12 disciples to dominate the Roman Empire. And soon after, established Christianity as the official religion. And during those 300 years, this is important. During these 300 years, two things were true two things were true first it cost a lot to be christian because of the great persecution okay it cost a lot to be christian because the primitive church they grew and they were under persecution and also Persecution actually helps church to grow. Did you know that? People fear it. But it was good for the church. Because the primitive church. They were under persecution. They were. The, 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 all the authorities. Didn't let them. To, to meet together. And many of them were. Murdered. But the church didn't stop growing. It's strong. And, and, and growing in numbers. Why? If you, became, if you became a believer in the first 300 years. It was likely that you would be fed to lions or maybe to die on the cross. If you had been born again in the first 300 years of the church, maybe you could be uh, murdered. Persecution made the first Christians true believers. Many people say, oh, it's so hard to be persecuted. No. The strongest church in the world today is the church that they are under persecution. And they are growing. For the first 300 years. Or the second, uh, I'm going to say now the second thing, sorry. The second thing that was true in the first 300 years. The second thing is. There were no church buildings. Did you know that? In the first 300 years. For the first 300 years. A hundred percent of worship was held in homes. And there were no church buildings. And still the gospel grew. Or why? Why do we have our cell meetings? Why do we have our small groups? Why we, we don't only meet here on Sunday? Why do, you, do we do that? Or first, Shalom didn't invent this. Or we didn't make it up. We do it for a biblical reasons. Cell meetings or small groups are biblical. Amen? Can you say amen? Or you can see small groups in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. I have no time. I have talked a lot about this in the past months here in the church. And some of the things I am repeating here because you needed to receive. Because many people didn't come here. In these in, in last lessons that we gave here. But in the Old Testament you are going to see in Exodus 18, 17, 19. You are going to see that Moses, he had a small group in order to take care of the people. And also in the New Testament. And I have a question for you. I have a question now. Please answer me. What was the first thing that Jesus did after his baptism in Jordan River? What was the first thing that Jesus did after his baptism in the Jordan River? Yep. Perfect, Jenny. You're right. The very first thing Jesus did after being baptized was to form a small group. Yeah. Yeah. And he chose 12 guys and walked with him with them for three and a half years and formed them. This is why the church grew so quickly. Because Jesus said, I cannot be just in big crowd taking care of a lot of people. I need to be in a small group. And also, now let's go to the book of Acts. The amazing story of the book of Acts is the growth of the church. Have you, have you, did you see that? The amazing thing, when you are reading, you're going to say, wow, so many people coming to the church. And um, for many churches, it's all about weekend or big service on Sunday. But we do not believe that. If you belong to this church, we do not believe that. Because when I read this Bible, I'm going to see the primitive church. That church. They were always together in a small groups. If you read the church, the church history, the church had no building. Yet, They were, there they was the fastest period of growth of the church. Without building... They grew a lot. The primitive church, you know. There were 120 people in the upper room. 2,000 people without building. Can you imagine? Or scholars, the primitive church also. Some scholars that studied the Bible... They say that they say that the church in Jerusalem, the church in Jerusalem, they grew from 120 people to 100,000 people. Have you heard that? Yeah. If you read some books, uh, the fa- fathers of the church, they say that the primitive church they grew from 120 to 100. People. In that time, just follow me, that church grew from 120 to how much? 100,000 people. But in that time, Jerusalem had around 200,000 people. <laughs> All right. The church had Half of the city. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine one church having half of the city? I want to read some verse to show what I am telling you. Okay, I'm going to let. We're going to read some verses. I want to read Acts five twenty eight. Now says we gave. You strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching. And are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Or, here they said to the apostle, you have filled Jerusalem with this doctrine. <laughs> And this is what we we are going to do. Amen? We are going to fill this town, Mona, with the doctrines of Jesus, with the love of Jesus. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Because they filled Jerusalem with their their teaching. Half of Jerusalem came to, to Christ, it was a giant church. Can you imagine? Half of the city. When you have, I have a question for you. When you have a church with thousands of members like that, where do you fit them all? Where? <laughs> where do you fit thousands of people? They say, oh, let's start building some buildings. Okay then they they built one building for 3000 people okay 3000 people let's start but they were under persecution remember they could not build to build buildings they were under persecution and then but just imagine okay let's build a building 3000 but in then in the next week more 5000 oh let's build another building <laughs> of course not The Bible tells us, and I want to read now some verses, just to follow how was this the growth of the primitive church? Because the primitive church is a model for us. Amen. Is one example that we need to follow. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Let's read, start reading, because I want to show you the growth of the church now. Acts 1:15. Acts 1:15. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers. A group numbering about how many people? hundred and twenty people. This is the beginning. Acts 1.15. Okay? In the beginning. Or these 120 people, they were praying together, you know, in the upper room. All of them. Then they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And this is the another reason that I'm going to share next week, okay? This is the another reason because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And let's go now for Acts 2 for 1. Let's go Acts 2 for 1. Those here, you know, Peter started preaching to the people. After they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Let's read now. Let, let's read. It says. Those who accept his message. And were baptized. And, and about 3,000 were added to their numbers in that day. Those who accepted his message were baptized. And about 3,000. Can you imagine that? Just think. We are a church around 100 people. Can you imagine we receiving 3,000 people in the next day? Hallelujah! <laughs> but say, what, where, where are you going to meet? Where are you going to put these people? <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? But then, 3,000 people in one day. Wow, then this church became in one day a mega church, big church, giant church, 3,120 people. But let's keep it reading. Let's keep it reading. Acts 4-4. Now, Acts 4-4 says, But many who heard the message believed. Okay? Again, many who who heard the message believed. So the number of men. Who believed. Grew. To about how much? Five thousand. No. It's not 5,000. I'm, go- re- I'm going to read again. Pay attention. So the number. Of what? The number of. Men. Who believed growth to about 5,000? It was not 5,000 people added to the church. 5,000? Men. men. But you know, a man in the Middle East, normally 18 years old, they are married. <laughs> if they are 30 years old, they have five children. <laughs> Can you imagine? 5,000 men. How many people came came to the church? My beloved brother, it was about scholars Say, just in this time, around minimum 15,000 people came to the church. 5,000 men. They have their wives and many children. (laughs) It's crazy. Or pay attention. Are you following me? Are you following me? Yes. Then the church we start with Jesus. Amen. Jesus said I need to have a small group of people, the twelve disciples. And he, he met with them. Then Jesus and his 12 disciples, then 120 people. Then plus 3000 people. Then plus 15 thousand people. That means the church in few weeks had around 18 thousand people. But it didn't stop. Then you say, oh pastor, just 15 thousand people. No, 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 no. It didn't stop here. Let's keep reading. <laughs> let's keep reading. Now jump for Act 5. Okay? We read Acts 2, 3, 4. Now let's read chapter, Acts chapter 5. That says, and believers were, what? Increasingly added to the Lord multitudes of both men and women. My beloved brother, here, I think, I'm sure in the first time they had someone to count. And they said, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, da, 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 da. da." Oh, what? I mix up. Let's start again. One, two, three, one. <laughs> three thousand. Then five thousand men. But here they could not count anymore. What the Bible says here? Did it say here? Multitudes. Say with me, multitudes. Multitudes of both man and woman. Here doesn't talk anymore about numbers, but about multitudes of people. Let's read now. Acts 5.28, let's go again to this verse, then they said, did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name, and look, look, they were complaining to the disciples, look, you have filled, filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. And intended to bring this man's blood on us. Beloved brothers, they filled, filled. Can you imagine that? They filled Jerusalem with Jesus' doctrine. Please, look at me. We are going to fill Mona with this doctrine. Amen. We are going to feel Ireland. Ireland is going to know Jesus Christ. The love of God that heals. That transforms. That transforms marriages, families. And can make everybody a new person. Through the blood of Jesus Christ and His death. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 We are going to feel Man in Ireland. And also, one day, this church is going to start sending missionaries from here, from Mona. We are going to send missionaries to Nigeria. We are going to send missionaries to Angola. We are going to send missionaries to Latvia, to Lithuania. Missionaries. We are going to send missionaries back, maybe to Brazil, to Mos- Mozambique. Amen. Yeah, we're going to send missionaries to all of the world. Maybe you're going to say, are you dreaming, pastor? No, I have faith in my God. <laughs> I know what happened in the past. It's going to happen today. Because our God is alive. He's the same. Our God is not dead. Can you say amen? And give him a good applause. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. Let's read now. I want to show you that this is because this excited me when I was reading all these verses. I said, "Wow!" Let's read now. Acts 6.1. one. Acts six one says, "Now in those days, when the numbers of disciples were were multiplying, there arose." There arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists. Because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. <laughs> sometimes, don't worry. Sometimes the, when the church grows, we are going to have trouble. Okay? <laughs> but don't worry. It's normal. We are going to solve all the problems. We are going to forgive each other. But here it says, in those days when the number of disciples were multiplying do you know what is multiplying like 2 multiplied by 2 is 4 4 multiplied by 4 16 16 multiplied by 16 <laughs> like it's a multiply it's double each time this i i believe like that do you believe that yes, yes. We need need to have this expectation. Do you know what is that? Faith. (laughs) Faith is the assurance. And I, I really believe. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Let's read another verse. Acts 6, 7. So the word of God spread. Say with me, Spread. The word of God is spread, and the number of disciples, well, in Jerusalem, just in Jerusalem, increased rapidly. Hallelujah! God's going to do that here, amen. And a large, and also large numbers of priests came obedience to the faith. Many. Priests will come. And they say, I want to take part in this family. Amen? Amen. We're going to teach them. We're going to receive them. They're going to become pastors, leaders, and missionaries for the the church of Christ. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. Are you excited about that? I am. (laughs) And everything we read here, beloved brother, is one church in one town. One church in one town. And please, this is the question. Where in the world they, would they ever fit them all together? Tell me. Where in the world they could fit all of them together? Where? <laughs> Sorry. It's impossible. There, there was no place for that, beloved brothers. And now let's read again. Acts four, 4 five forty two. Acts four, 4 five forty two. Let's see where they fit all together, how and where. Let's read all together. Day after day, where in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped. Teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is Lord, is the Messiah, is the Savior. Then you are going to. This is the method of the primitive church. Temple courts and temple courts, house to house. Temple courts, house to house. Pay attention. Temple courts. They did not meet in the temple. Some people think, ah, all the believers, they used to go to the temple. They go to go. If you you had this thought in your life that they went to go to the temple, the Jewish Jewish temple, to worship and say, okay, we are Christian, you are Jewish, but we are going to enter your temple and we are going to worship uh, Jesus, the Messiah in your temple, they're gonna kill you if you say that. Because you know, you, you also you know that even the the priests could enter in the temple just on Sair. But also, here it says in the temple courts, or they didn't have temples. But they met outside the temple, temple courts outside, or during the week, it was from house to house to house and, and they were and they had the Lord's supper in the house, they had bible studies, worship and fellowship but on on Sundays the bible says in the first day of the week they were there worshiping the lord and they worshiped the lord in the courts around the temple in the courts around the temple and these courts is were enormous enormous i have i told you to some of you i have been there today of course we we have no the temple the temple was destroyed but the courts around the temple is there it's a large place that can fit easily 50,000 people in one meeting it's easy can fit 50,000 people in if they had two services a day they could fit put there 100,000 people Easily. Or they have big meetings and small meetings. Okay? How how did they have their meetings in? Big meetings and small meetings. Or large groups of fellowship in the temple courts. Large group of fellowship in the temple courts. And small groups of fellowship from house to house, they worship together in the temple courts, and they have fellowship from house to house, the church, beloved brothers and sisters, the church existed inside of the house, and also in the beginning they were in the temple, around the temple, Worshiping the Lord. But we know. When the persecution came. They could not anymore. gather together. There. Worshiping. But the church existed. Inside the, the houses. I want to show you now. That. The house. Where the church existed. If you have your Bible. You can open up Romans 16. 3. Romans 16, 3 and 5. If you can follow me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila. My co-workers in Christ Jesus. Greet also who? The church that met where? The church that met in their house. Wow, a church in a house. Let's go Colossians four fifteen. Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters at Laodicea, and to Nympha, and, and the church in her oh, a church in her house. Wow! Can you have a church in your house? Would you like to have a church in your house? Yeah, yes. I have had church in my house. A lot, and I love to have church in my house. <laughs> Let's go for Philemon one two, chapter one verse two. Also, also to Aphia. our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church. That meets where? In your, in your house. Yes. First Corinthians. Now 16. 19. Says. The church of Asia. Greets you. Aquila, Aquila and Priscilla. Greet you heartily in the Lord. With the church that is. In their, in their house. Beloved brothers. This is the way. God wants to grow his church. Amen? This is the way. And you know how difficult it is. When you say. Let's go to the church. When you invite people. Let's go to the church. The people say. What? Church? I don't like religion. But when you say. Would you like to go to my house. For a cup of tea. For some nice time together. (laughs) The people goes, Amen. I believe. Please, look at me. I really believe that in a few years we are going to be more than a thousand people here in this town. I really believe. We are going to be more than a thousand people. You are going to say, Oh, but this town is so small, Pastor. What's the problem? People from many towns, they are going to come here. Amen. Yeah? We are going to fill this town with the doctrines of Jesus. But many people they, from outside or Cavan, Navan, or Emmyville, they are going to come. Because God's going to move here and they are going to come. Let's see what's going on there. <laughs> Do you believe that? Yes. And we are... And also... We are praying for a new building, right? We are praying for a new building. And we want to have a new building. But for me, the most important thing is not the building. It's not the building. The most important is the church. And the church is people. Okay? The most important thing is not building. Building don't enter the kingdom of God. I am here to make disciples. And we are here to, to work with people. We need, to, we need to build our people before we build our temple. Okay? Do you agree? We need to build our people before we build our temple because we are into building disciples and not into building buildings. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And some people they sometimes they are asking me and some pressure comes and they say, "Pastor, when we are going to have our building, own building?" Because this building doesn't belong to us. When are we going to have our own building? Our church? Our own church? We have been doing that for 13 years. We are building church. <laughs> for 13 years. We are building church. Do you agree? We are building church. Church is not building. Church is? Look at the person next to you and say... Church is not building. Church is people. And you are the church of God. We have building a church. The building is just a location. Okay? When, and also, pay attention. When we have hundreds of people, a building would be not hard. Do you believe? <laughs> when we have like... 200 people. Then they're going to say, let's buy that building. Okay. It's going to be quickly. Do you agree? What we need is people. Hallelujah. The primitive church is one example and a model for all of us. And we need to look. If you want to grow as church, we need to look back to the primitive church. Amen. We need to look back. Because they grew from 120 to without buildings and under persecution. Do you know how much God can do through me and through you here in this town? Let's stand up in Jesus' name. I want to finish this word saying to you, please, we need to follow the example of the primitive church. Because that church was a strong and growing church, and we need to follow their example. And today, you that belong to this church, I am challenging all of you here. If you are here, or if you are listening to me, I want to challenge you to be part of our small groups. Because this is the way that we are going to grow. Because the primitive church, they grew without buildings. And, and also, you cannot love a multitude of people. It's impossible. It's a lie. But you can love one, two, three, four, five then when your cell meeting multiply, or when the, your, your meetings, your the, young, the, young, the youth multiply their group, they need to multiply their group, because we need to love one another, to help one another, to comfort one another, to support one another, to forgive one another. and you cannot do that with hundreds of people. Amen? Amen. Can God count on you? Yeah? Because in the cell meetings, you are going to grow. When I started my life with Jesus, well, I became pastor. But I started being in the cell meeting. Then I became a leader in, the cell, in the, this small group. And then my, my small group multiplied many, many times. And there we are going to you are going to grow there in the cell meeting. And you are going to develop your calling. You are going to make disciples and you are going to become a leader. Can you say amen? amen. Remember that growth is God's will. Do you agree? Growth is God's will for both your spiritual life and for his church. You need to grow. Because if you don't grow, you are going to die. This church needs to grow. If this church doesn't grow, it dies. Because everything that doesn't grow, dies. I have seen that many churches around us. They are dying. Their numbers are decreasing. Why? Because they don't grow. And they are dying. And Jesus died for his church. Because the church is the hope for humanity. Please. You are the hope. For your neighbor. You are the the hope. For many people. They are heading to hell. Without Jesus. There is no salvation without Jesus. And you are the church of Jesus. You are the hope. For these people to be saved, and what is your answer? Are you going to take part of the Church of Christ? Are you going to be take? Are you going to take part of this small group and say you can counter me? I'm going to be together. Please close your eyes. Close your eyes and let's pray right now. Remember, there is no salvation without Jesus. We are here to save the lost. And we cannot fail. As the church of Christ. Please. Don't fail. As the church of Christ. If you fail. Many people. They are going to finish. Their eternity in hell. Say to him. Father. Father. You can count on me. Give one answer right now. To the Lord. Say you can count on me. To build your church. Father. I pray for your blessing. On every person here. And over those who are listening to me from home right now Lord. Lord. I pray that you fill them with strength, Father, with compassion, with wisdom. Fill them with the Holy Spirit, Father, as you did in the beginning with the primitive church. Pour out your Holy Spirit, your fire. Set fire in their hearts, Father. That everyone in this church can become true believers, Father. And all of them can become, Father, totally committed to your kingdom, Father. Father, we pray that many people can be saved through our lives. Many people can be saved through our small groups, Father. Father, I ask you for your blessing upon all our small groups. Because we want to love people, to support people, to help people. We want to make disciples, Father. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray. That, Father, all the cell meetings in this church can grow and multiply. As the primitive church multiplied, Father. And in a few years, we can see thousands of people, Father. In this nation, in this town here, serving you. This is by prayer. In Jesus name I pray and everybody say amen and amen let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. But don't go. I'm going to do something quickly. I want to invite right now all the leaders from the church. Please all the leaders come forward. Why? Because we believe that we cannot grow as Church of Christ just in the temple, we needed to be together. And also, our cell meetings were stopped for many months, okay? Because of the lockdown, because of the lockdown, uh, we were not, uh, we could not meet. Many people, they were uh, going online, but you know, these things online, doesn't work. You know that, okay? Online doesn't work, because you need to love one another, to forgive one another. How? Online, it's impossible. Amen? Then, but all the cell meetings are restarting again, and you need to take part. For one of these cell meetings, here are the leaders, and also is missing here Josie and Miss Elena. They are not here. Josie he is here. Miss oh, yeah. Elena is not here, and Christine. and Christina. Yeah, Christina and Miss Elena. Uh, Miss Elena she is with the children, and, and Christina she's she's working. But you need to be one of the cell meetings, or one of or with the youth. You need to take part, one of these small groups, because you want to multiply. Amen. May the Lord bless you, may the Lord keep you, and the peace of God be with you all through this whole week. In Jesus' name, may the Lord bless you, love you, and be connected with your leader for the day of their celebration. Amen? Amen. God bless you, love you all. Bye-bye.